What's up, what's up? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast. I'm excited that you joined me today because we have a very special guest today. Our guest is Brian O'Neill. Brian is a successful real estate investor, author, coach, and podcast host. He spent over 25 years in corporate sales, 17 of those with the same company in a high travel job. After going through a life transformation and with the help of mentors and coaches, Brian was able to break free from the chains of his job and start the business of his dreams. Now, as a mentor and coach. He's on a mission to help others in similar situations achieve financial freedom and the lifestyle they deserve. Oh my gosh, guys, it's going to be an incredible interview. You got to join us today. You don't want to miss this. Let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Brian, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's great to have you. Hi, Michael. Um, that was just a superb intro, probably the best one ever of all the shows I've been on. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. To, I'm fired up. Thank you for that. Rock and roll. Man, I'm excited you're here. This is going to be fun. Uh, as our listeners know, I love to get in and talk about backstory. I love to be able to hear the journey. It's never a winding or never a straight road. It's always a winding road. And I feel like there's just so much value and so much benefit for us uh, on the journey to understand how you got here and how you got to this space that you're doing the cool things you're doing. Um, this recently finished reading Phil Knight's biography and, and Nike's uh, ascension. Man, what a cool path and what a cool journey. And I know that sharing those journeys is so helpful. So we're going to dig in. We're going to start from the beginning and uh, share with us your path, your journey. Yeah, I love talking about that as well. And great book, by the way. I just finished reading Shoe Dog probably a month or two ago. Just phenomenal read. I recommend anyone read that book, even if you don't you know, like Nike, yeah, for um, sure. just a tremendous, tremendous story. So yeah, Michael, you know, like you, like you said, it, the road's not straight, right? It's a whiny <laughs> road. There's, there's potholes, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's uh curves and, you know, all stuff, all, all sorts of obstacles along the way. And I've been trying to get here for a very, a very long time, probably longer than I would, I would give, give it credit for. But, you know, as, as, as you, as you, as you said, in my introduction, I was in corporate sales for 25 years. I worked for the same company for 17 years. I had a high travel job. I was traveling a hundred thousand miles a year selling elevators by the way so what? uh yeah yeah i, I just I, I get that all the time and you know i ended up starting a real estate business so that you don't have to be you don't have to be related the two are not related so right. if, if that's something you want to get into you know, you don't have to have the background right and you know that was going good for 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 a while you know i i was i went down the path that i was for lack of a better phrase, program to go down. You know, I saw my father do that, work for the same company for 40 years, go to school, get a good job, uh, get out of school and go find a company that's got a good management training program and work for them as long as possible and work, climb up the corporate ladder and then, you know, retire with enough money to live for the rest of your life. I mean, that was what I, that was my download. 
Right. And I accepted that for a long time. And as I started to go through my corporate journey and I started to, to up level and make more money, I really just started to have this feeling that, you know, this isn't what I'm supposed to do. Right. And I started looking for other things to do. Right. I started, I did what I think what a lot of, a lot of people in my position when they're, when they feel burned out from their corporate job, what they start to do is I started looking for that shiny objects. Right. I looked at franchising. I looked at trading stocks. I looked at starting my own blog. I mean, I, I even dabbled in real estate a little bit, never did anything. And I always knew there was something for me, always knew that there was something bigger for me. I was just too afraid. I was too afraid to try it and believe in myself. And again, my download, I already mentioned it was, I'm supposed to stay in this job forever. <laughs> right. You know, and then I had a family, right? I got, I got married. I had a young son and, you know, this is really the, whenever I talk to business owners or business owners that I, that I work with. And then I coach, I always tell them, hey, look, this isn't easy. You got to have a strong reason not to quit. You have to. And that reason for me is, 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 is my son and my family, particularly my son, because as I mentioned, I was gone every other week, 100,000 miles a year on airplanes. He's small. I'd come back. He looks different. He's talking different, you know, and I missed his, I was missing his life. And then he got old enough to recognize that, it, that hey, dad's not here. Hey, dad, I don't like it when you leave. I'm scared when you go. And that, that along with me not chasing my dreams, really started to eat away at me. Right. I said, look, I said to myself, I said to my wife, I said, I got one shot to watch this kid grow up. And I'll be damned if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat what my father did and what his father did and go down that same path and miss his life. And miss, I would have missed half his life if I stayed, if I stayed the course. And he gave me the courage to quit being afraid and to try. And fast forward, and we could dive more into this if you want to. I know you'll have follow-up questions. I hired a coach. I hired a coach to help me start and invest in, in me and grow my real estate business. I had been trying to quit my job for probably 10 to 15 years. And within hiring my coach in nine months, I was able to leave that job. So those two things were really the key difference, the super strong why and my coach. And, and, and here I am three years later, I have, I've been out of the job. Wow. I think that that's uh, so potent, that why element. And I am all, often surprised how complicated people make the why portion of the of the journey hmm. uh, i have a ton of questions about some stuff that you talked about already but i want to start with that why and and really digging in because i think for some people the why hits them over the head like a sledgehammer and then i find a number of people are just like like clawing and scraping at the why but it's actually right there and sometimes from the outside in it's easy to see <laughs> and they're having a hard time. So what would be your suggestion in terms of like identifying that, that why that's really the purpose and meaning for them to, to make that shift? Yeah. A difficult thing to do, Michael, for sure. For a lot of people, I had been working on self-development for several years prior to me actually becoming a business owner that helped. I think a lot of people are looking uh, at becoming business owners for the wrong reason. They're looking right. to escape, right? They're there. And they think that it's going to be better if they leave a job where it might be, but ultimately the issue, you still have to deal with what you have to deal with, right? Whatever you're, right. whatever you might be holding on to. 
And I had coaches help me with this. And it was a very, very difficult exercise to go through the why. And again, I just looking back, I always say you have to have a reason not to quit because look, I, I'm, a, I'm a business owner. Several business, business owners out there listening to this, I, I know for a fact you've woken up one day and be like, hey, man, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, this is too hard. Like, yeah. I'm, this is taking up too much of my time. And that's happened to me multiple times, multiple times. And the reason you have to have a strong why, and I'll get to this in a minute, as to, as to, how, to how to formulate this is it can't be about money. It just cannot be about money. It can't only be about money. So whenever I think about quitting and really, really quitting, I think about the promise that I made to my son. And, and, and that is he's never going to say those words to me again. He's never going to tell me that he's scared of me to leave. I don't like when you go. And I think about that and then it's over. I, hey, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up because I'm not going to miss this kid's life. So that doesn't have to be that for you. It just has to be something that's super powerful, emotional, and not related to money. And it, it, this could take you a, a week to formulate, but you got to do some soul searching. You got to journal. That's how I did it. I journaled. I worked with people. They asked me really, really hard questions. Like, what would your, like, what would your life look like if you continued down that path? What regrets would you have? How would your son feel? How would... How would his family feel? Like, what? how would his kids feel? I was just like, I went so deep to the point where it's like, okay, you guys got to stop asking me these questions. This is getting too personal here, right? So that's maybe what you need to do to get to that super strong why, the reason not to quit. I love that. And and those of you listening, make sure you take some notes. I always say that. I, I try to remind you guys, if you're driving, don't do that. Uh, but take some notes because right there, it's easy to miss some of the things that that could maybe be overlooked as simplistic. But having been in the personal development space for 25 years, uh, you know, I, I oftentimes have been guilty of making things difficult. <laughs> and I think we all do. And especially as business owners, we make it difficult. So I want to remind you, you got to have that strong why. And, and just like Brian said right now, it's got to be powerful, emotional, and not about the money. Guys, write that down. Remember it. We're going we're gonna to keep going because this is amazing. Um, you talked about the corporate journey and that being sort of built in as the default system from generations before. And you sort of alluded to it as you were talking about, hey, I'm going to do something different than my dad and my dad's dad before that. And I think that 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 is a, such a huge barrier to overcome when it is built into generations of belief systems. How do you even begin to break that down, even though you might have this, this why? Yeah, that's such a that's such a great question, Michael. And and I think I shouldn't say I think I know a major reason why people and the people that I work with just stay frozen forever, right. especially folks that are who are who are my age. And you know, it, it's. It was challenging for me to say the least because I looked at my father. I said, what's he going to think if I go against this, right? Like he's so, he worked for the same company for 45 years. 
And I haven't talked to my dad in five years. I mean, we've, we've kind of had a falling out, not because of this, but because of other stuff. But, you know, that was always a concern for me. Like, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed right. to stay in this job, climb the corporate ladder, pour, pour all my money into my 401k, and, and just hopefully I'll have a couple million bucks and I'll retire. Like, that's what I believed. You can change your download. You can change your operating system, if you will. You can change your programming. And that didn't happen for me overnight. And, and the best way to do that, the best way to do that, number one, is to stop looking in the wrong place for the answers, okay? The answers, if you, if you have this feeling and you want to be a business owner, right? You want to be, I've interviewed people on my podcast all the time about this, and they all say the same thing, success leaves clues. If you want to become a real estate investor and you're a W-2 employee and you work in the insurance industry, well, why would you ask, why would you ask for the advice of all the people that you work with in the insurance industry who have never owned a real estate deal or been involved in one other than their primary residence? And this you can relate this to any type of business. You go and talk to the people because they're going to tell you, no, 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 don't do that. That's risky. Why would you leave the steady paycheck? Why why would you leave health insurance? And why why would you do that? That sounds risky. Don't you know that you know 85% of businesses fail after the first five years? And then all of a sudden, bam, you're done. Your search is over with because you already don't, you don't believe it yourself. And now you go get the answers and you validate it from the people that are going to tell you exactly what you want to hear. So go look, go look, go look for the answers from the people that'll tell you the truth. Someone like me, uh, who's a real estate investor, someone like you who owns a business, go search for the people who are doing what you want to do and get the, get the data from them, not from the people who are going to tell you it's, it's risky. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It makes so much sense. You know, one of the pieces that, that really stood out as you told us about your story was you, <laughs> you did something that a lot of people claw and fight against and it was you hired a coach and you know i always find it fascinating that as parents we are more than happy to get our kid a basketball coach or or we want to get him a coach to help him prep for the act exam or to get into college or we'll get him a coach to learn how to play the violin or the piano and then we get into our life and all of a sudden we somehow get to this point where we just are like a coach why would i hire a coach <laughs> talk to me about going through that process of of making the decision to get and 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 hire a coach and jump in in that space yeah so glad you brought that up michael i don't know if i can say it any better than how you just said it which is so true all our lives we have coaches growing up we have our we have our parents we have coaches we have in sporting events and in school. And then again, and this was me, you know, I, Hey, I'm done with college now. I'm good. I got it all figured out. I don't need anybody's help anymore. And as a result of that, of that egotistical decision and the refusal to, to invest in myself, continuing to invest in myself, I stayed in the same spot. Like here's my income level for the, if you're not watching this, I'm just drawing a straight line, a, a level line stayed the same. I got to a certain point it stayed the same. And I just refuse to invest in myself. I refuse to do it. And there's a lot around that that could, you know, you could have a whole show around why I refuse to invest in myself. But it was really a lot of ego and fear driven stuff for me. And mostly fear 
ego would be second. But it wasn't until I did that that I started to, the needle started to move. And now I'll never be without a coach again. I have multiple coaches. I've invested a significant amount of money in myself. I will continue to do that. And it has absolutely been the number one with that and my, and my why, as I said, my son have been the two major changes, two major things that have helped me get from the point of, you know, feeling miserable, being stuck in a W2. And now I have that time and freedom that everybody, that everybody gets into business wants. Yeah. I love that. So fast forward now, mm-hmm. you've done your real estate stuff and you've got that going and and you're on a mission to help others achieve that financial financial freedom and kind of get out of that, as you call it, uh, prison break, right? It's a prison break. Talk to me a little bit more about that process and how you help people do that. Yeah. You know, the, the, my process, my journey was super long and it didn't need to be, it didn't need to be right. And, and, <laughs> right. and, you know, I've, I've learned a lot over the last, you know, 20, 25 years of being in, in corporate and understanding that, you know, if, if there's some, if there's someone out there, I know there's a lot of people out there like me, you know, that have families and, you know, have young kids and they've maybe created a lifestyle around a W-2 job that they feel the lifestyle, the W-2 job has to support that lifestyle, right? They just feel trapped and they're stuck. And it's like, how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to find a business that's going to replace this income that I have, right? And that just keeps a lot of people stuck. So I said, this isn't that difficult. And number one is getting over the the fear and the self-living beliefs. That was huge for me was just simply not believing in myself. I mean, I, and I, and it was interesting too, because in being in sales, I mean, I sold to, to business owners who were, you know, a hundred times my net worth. I had no problem doing it. It's just when we go out on our own and we have to make a bet on you, right. And it's just you and you have no one else to support you in terms of like a company paying you. That's really, really scary. Right. right. I think the reason I said, I alluded earlier about, you know, 85% of business owners fail in the first five years, whatever the stat is, I don't think it's because necessarily the the business idea is bad. I think it's just they're simply not mentally pre- prepared. They're not ready. Right. And there's a lot associated with that. So I work a lot with 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 clients, with business owners, especially solopreneurs, or maybe they have an assistant, getting their their mindset correct and getting themselves ready for what lies ahead? Because as I alluded to earlier, this stuff is not easy. Just because you become a business owner, like you're going to get a whole nother slew of problems that are going to come your way that you have to be ready for, right? I'd rather have that than have to answer to somebody else and ask them to go on vacation. But that's the work that we do high level. Michael, happy to dive into it, to it further. But, you know, I, again, it's, it's really getting prepared for, your your journey right this isn't an overnight thing like you know i have a method that i developed that is seven years i talk about giving it seven years because that's when you're really going to start to see some 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 momentum and results right well the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago that's right second best time was today yeah uh love that so talk to me a little bit more about somebody's listening right now and, and they're taking notes and they're going, oh my gosh, yeah, he's speaking to my soul. So what is it like? Uh, give me kind of like a, a step-by-step, like, hey, I, I want to work with Brian. What does that look like? 
Yeah. So, and I do do one-on-one coaching. So I appreciate you, you, you bringing that up. And, and again, I work with a lot of, uh, a lot of the clients that I work with are they're either, they have to have a side hustle, right? They're trying to break out of their W2 and they're trying to scale that or make that their main thing. They usually don't have enough time, right? So a lot of time management is, you know, time management is a big issue for most people, especially for W2 employees. And then existing business owners, I mean, I'm working with a, a with a gentleman right now. The first thing we did is I said, hey, look, you are doing everything in the business. Like you became, you went from W2 to a W2 employee in your business. Right. And you're working more, you're working more hours, you're more stressed, and you make less money. Right. I said, and that's not necessary. So yeah. we, we looked at his business and we just said, hey, look, the first thing you need to do is get all this stuff off your plate. Like people are so afraid to hire. You can't scale unless you invest in human capital and invest in yourself. So he invested in a coach, me, and then he invested in human capital. That was the first thing we did. And all of a sudden he's got all this extra time to free up to do what he does best. Right. Right. And, and, and get in his zone of genius. Like you don't need to be doing sales calls. You don't need to be doing, you know, sending out quotations and doing all this admin work and, I think as brand new business owners, a lot of us think we have to do it all. I mean, I have a team of five people, right? Right. When it was just me when I came on. I had one person. Right. Now I had a bunch of people working for me, and I still feel like I could get another person on. So that's really where we kind of start. Is you know we do that why work too, Michael? It's like, hey, why are you doing this? Like, what is why do you what gets you out of bed in the morning? Like, what gets you to the desk? You don't have that and have that every consistent consistently on a daily basis, one day you're not going to get to, you're not going to go to the desk. Right. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like there's, there's a lot of people that can resonate with that and, and really take that to heart. And I, I can't emphasize enough the importance of, of having a coach. I know that my listeners here should have heard me. If you haven't heard me say that over and over again, I'll say it one more time. We need coaches. We need people that are mentors and advisors to us on this journey because it isn't a straight line, as we earlier said. Um, I, I, uh, I'm excited about everything we talked about today. I feel like it's so powerful and so straightforward and clear. And so I hope our listeners out there, all of you guys, just take it to heart. It's simple, it's straightforward, and you need the help. Um, I particularly love, and I just kind of want to backtrack a second, just it's got to be, your why has to be powerful, has to be emotional, and it has to be not about money. Guys, this is this is huge, and there's, there's just so much great stuff that we talked about today. Um, before we close up though, Brian, I want to, I want to see, like, do you have any last words for our audience and, and before we let them go, because holy cow, this is, this is some great stuff. Yeah. You know, I would really just say to anybody who might be feeling, feeling in, in a stuck position, whether you're in a job, whether you're a small, small business owners, because in all walks of life, all phases of life, we have this stuck feeling. And I interview a lot of people on my show and I ask them this question, right? And they just say that, you know, when you're feeling stuck, right? When you feel like you're just trapped and you can't get out, 
sometimes we tend to focus on the step that doesn't matter, the end result or the outcome. Like, how am I going to get out of this? What is, what is the end going to, when is this going to end? And they don't focus on what's the most, the very most important thing is to identify what the first step is and take the first step. And that's different for a lot of people. That's different regarding, you know, depending on what the situation is, but you have to take that first step. And I promise you, because I've lived through this multiple times, is that the, once you do that, once you take that first step and take that, that first baby step, the next one usually reveals itself. So take the first step. I love that. Well, on a show called Business Choreography, I can't thank you enough for alluding to taking that first step. It is important. You cannot have great choreography unless you take at least one step and get some momentum going. Uh, I want to remind you guys, keep working on your choreography, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much, Brian. Take care. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing, operations, and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.